It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is the NASCAR DFS Strategy Show right here at AwesomeMode.com. We're live here on Saturday afternoon here on the East Coast, just afternoon Eastern time. Race Sheets, Phil, man, how you doing, brother? That that's all. That's awesome to hear. Uh, obviously, uh, we got Coke, the Coke Zero Sugar Four Hundred. Anyone knows me knows I'm a, a big fan of Coke Zero. So uh, looking forward to this race cup here tonight. But uh, you know, as always, what we like to do is to start the show off by talking about some opening questions that I just have for you. After uh, you know, as I always sit here, I don't try to sit here and proclaim that I am this nascar analyst you know but uh you know i was reading your article and the thing that jumped out to me was how you talked about with this being the regular season finale of how you know kind of what what's at stake for everyone here so in terms for you as you are breaking down this race what how does this being the regular season finale and drivers trying to get into the playoffs play into how you are uh putting together your lineups it, it takes a race that was already going to be chaotic to begin with because this is Daytona and it just amplifies it. You know, if you've, whether you're a, a NASCAR fan or not, surely everybody out there should know when it comes to tracks like Daytona and Talladega, people tune in for one thing. They want to see the big one. They want to see the big wreck that takes out the, the majority of the field. They, you know, as much as people don't want to say it, they want to see the type of wreck that involved Ryan Newman. Now, God bless Ryan Newman. He survived an accident that he shouldn't have survived at the very beginning of the season. But that's what people anticipate with Daytona because of the banking, because of the speed, because of the draft. Well, in NASCAR's desire to make the end of the regular season worth that much more as they maneuvered the, the regular season schedule around, they've placed Daytona as the end of the regular season which gives that much more opportunity for a driver that is top 30, you know, top 30, 17 through 30 in points to win this race and move their way into the, into the playoffs. So you add that component to this race. I mean, 
it, it, it makes it that much more likely that we could see an absolute wreck fest tonight, especially towards the end of that race where one of these drivers, 17 through 30, could be within, you know, within the lead and knows I've got to make an aggressive move here to get to the front. And in doing so, they might secure themselves a win or they might take out everybody behind them. You know, another thing that you had wrote this week on awesome.com was uh, about, you know, Daytona and, and you, you know, I said, look, if you're a beginning, you know, NASCAR DFS player, read this article the link is in a, in your preview article. But uh, what I wrote down of what you wrote, you said, simply put drivers near the front have too much potential to lose fancy points while drivers in the back have lots of potential to gain points. Yeah, it's it's the nature of a we, we call them plate races, but they're, they're no longer using uh, restrictor plates on the carburetors. It's more of a tapered tapered spacer, but that's for that's for a whole nother discussion. But what you have here is this component where everybody's car is basically the same. I mean, you know, those punts that we make fun of every week, the Quinn House, the 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 Brennan Pools, the J.J. Yaley's, the Garrett Smithley's, although Garrett's not racing uh, today, James Davidson's racing. All of these guys that we just kind of pass off because we know they don't, you know, they don't have the R&D going into their cars. They don't have the horsepower. They don't have the talent, quite frankly, going into their cars. Well, here in this race, I mean, James Davidson's car is essentially the same as what you're getting out of Chase Elliott. What you're getting out of J.J. Yaley is what you're getting out of Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the, the, the rules and the tapered spacers, what they do with these cars, it makes everyone basically basically the same. So there's, you know, there's not some big um, make model advantage for these drivers up at, the, up at the front, the big name guys versus these guys at the back. And when you add on that component of the draft, I mean, it's just so easy for somebody starting at the front to lose their way and finish towards the rear and then vice versa, somebody at the back to, to move their way up to the up to the front whether that just be because of the draft itself uh, attrition through through wrecks what have you um the the trend over the last couple of years here at daytona has been it doesn't matter where you're on the track you could get involved with a wreck but beforehand the the sneaky play was that these top tier guys would get out towards the front and they would try to sit on the lead much like dale earnhardt jr used to do because if i'm up at the front then i can't get involved with the with the big one well you know, that's flipped on its head. And now you're just as likely to get caught up in a wreck if you're at the front, whether you're in the middle or you're in the in the back. So you've got these guys starting up at, up at the front. And the only place that they have to go is to the rear.
check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Testing the microphone, one, two, three, four. One, two, one, two, one, two. Okay. All right, hopefully uh, we are back. I had to uh, really boost my microphone here in the studio, so hopefully uh, if you can hear us in the chat, please let me know. Not sure exactly what happened there, Phil. All of a sudden, uh, I muted my mic for a second, and uh, it got really, really low. So uh, <laughs> ho hopefully everyone can uh, hear me now. So, uh, yeah, not sometimes these technical things just happen in, uh, in audio producing, but uh, we, are, we are back here. Uh, so, yeah, we were talking about the, the pricing in, in terms of – these tiers because we break them down into four tiers is there let's just start with tier one is there a driver in tier one that their price concerns you not not particularly because because of the way that we build lineups for for super speedway races where we're just pretty much price agnostic i mean like i was not looking whatsoever at, at salaries on DraftKings or FanDuel this week i mean it's just simply look at the driver look where they look where they start and and go from go from there. So if you do have concerns about Chase Elliott at eleven at eleven thousand on on DraftKings and eleven thousand eight hundred on on FanDuel, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't concern myself that that much this this week because the the, the thing that you're worrying about not trying to to maximize fantasy points per dollar is you're just trying to maximize the the potential place differential and finishing position that the that these that these drivers have. So if that's a part of your process and something that you're worried worried about, just kind of put that on the back burner for this week. You know, you, you look at, uh, you know, in, in terms of those four drivers that are in that tier one, which is the 10K and 11K pricing on, on DraftKings, Ryan Blaney it has the best starting position at, at number nine. And, of course, you, you've, you, we've already kind of touched on this about, you know, that, that point differential in this race. And tier two, we've got a lot of drivers that are in that top five. But d does Ryan Blaney's starting position concern you at ten thousand? Blaney, and if, it, if people are looking at the race the race sheets, I've tweeted out the link to the race sheets of, uh, enough that people should should know where to, where to find it. If you're looking at the race sheets and you're seeing that he's got a, a a turquoise blue number next to him, that he's part of this group that I'm considering a one off. Like if you're in tournaments and you're not just going to do this the the stack drivers in the back idea that you're gonna you're going to take some shots on these guys that are starting a little further forward that in case they get a top six score because um, other guys don't move, other guys don't move up or not enough guys move up, or perhaps that this guy is able to sit on a lead for a while and he doesn't end up, it doesn't end up falling back. Blaney is definitely in that, that discussion. We saw him win earlier this, this year at, at Talladega. He's posted some good finishes uh, here before at, at Daytona. But they've all been in the in the February race, 
-hmm. His February finishes, second, seventh, 31st, that race he got he got wrecked out. It wasn't part of anything of his doing. And then second uh, here early, earlier this year. Now, when you look at the summer races, you've got 26th, 40th, and 36th. So, and this is a, a weird split, but there are drivers like Blaney and um, believe if you, yeah, you look at Denny, that they do better in the February race, but when it comes to the, uh, the, the race that was previously held in July, now, now August, they don't, they don't do so well. Blaney is a guy that if you're, if you're going 20 max or 150 max in tournaments and you're trying to add some of these guys that you, you suspect will come in at lower ownership that could lead some laps and, um, and, and still finish, finish high. Blaney is definitely in that discussion. You know, and, and by the way, we should mention that uh, I know you you put the you mentioned about your race sheets. They are free this week, so uh, people can check that out right there. Uh, Osmo.com, best place to go. Go under the NASCAR section, you'll see it. Uh, the link there in Phil's article is definitely something you gotta you gotta take advantage of when you're looking to make your lineups this week here or tonight. Excuse me for the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Um, it, Kyle Busch. I don't think you, you really touched on him starting at 11th, uh, 10,200 on DK. Yeah. Kyle's never really a guy in these plate races that I'm looking to target unless he is starting 20, 25th or worse. And 11th, you know, there's a little bit of a little bit of place differ, differential, but you know what he's done here at Daytona over the last seven races, average finish of 23.7. Um, he's only he's only finished four of those of those seven races. Uh, you know, Kyle's not a guy that I that I'm really looking to zero my lineups around in tournaments because, mm-hmm. you know, in this 10 K and above range on DraftKings, for, for tournaments, it's either Blaney or it's Hamlin. Do you like Kyle in, uh, in cash? Kyle, no, he, for, for, for cash, he's starting, he's starting way too, too far forward. Um, the, the, the rule this, this week in cash is all of your drivers should start 25th or worse. It doesn't. And, you know, you can look at the race sheets and you can see who's done better at, at Daytona or the last four uh, plate races and kind of get an idea who you want to target over there. But in cash, 25th or worse, every single one of your drivers, that's got to be your, your hard, fast rule. By the way, if you do have any questions uh, for Phil, you can hit those right up there in the YouTube chat or uh, in the premium Slack account, as I do have that up as well as I can be able to see uh, any questions that you do have over there. Of course, uh, when you're talking about looking to put, put those lines together and you want to take advantage of our ownership projections, our driver projections, and the top driver's tool, you got to sign up for it. Awesome Plus NASCAR Weekly Pass for $9.95. That's right, $9.95 gets you a week of Awesome Plus NASCAR Weekly. As I mentioned, get those projections. And that top driver's tool, definitely something you want to take advantage of. So be sure to go over to Awesome dot com forward slash join to take advantage of that deal before tonight's race. Now we look into uh tier number two, Phil. This is uh drivers who are eight in the eight K and nine K range. Eric Jones, ninety eight hundred, Brad Kozlowski, ninety six hundred, Joe Lugano, ninety four hundred, uh Kevin Harvick, ninety two hundred, Austin Dillon, nine thousand, Martin Trucks Jr., eighty eight hundred, uh Brennan Gogling, eighty six hundred, Kurt Bush, eighty four hundred, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., eighty three hundred, and uh, Eric Amarola at eighty one hundred. Let's start with Kevin Harvick on the pole. Play races, I, I never ever look to to play the play the pole sitter because 
I mean, out of all of the drivers, he has the most place differential to, to lose and the greatest likelihood of ending up with a with a with a negative score. If you're looking at the race sheets, go to the laps led data page, third page. You've got the you've got the different boxes there with numbers. That third box is the pole sitter. And if you'll you'll look at this, going back to 2013, the pole sitter only averaging 26.6 laps led per race. However, when you look at the average finish, 20.4. So on average, your pole sitter here at Daytona since 2013 is losing 19 positions per uh, per, per event. You know, 26.6 laps led, that's not going to be anywhere close to covering all of that place differential that they're that they're losing. So, you know, the, the your safest your safest bet is just don't worry about about Kevin Harvick. The only way that that Harvick is going to make bank today is that he is going to have to, you know, there's going to have to be some sort of weird discussion amongst all of the all of the four drivers where Harvick is going to just sit on the sit on the lead and maintain it and everybody's going to try to play it safe for the first two segments and then you know whatever happens in the final moments it happens but you know we're not privy to those to those conversations sometimes we find them out uh during the during the pre-race show like yesterday we found out that uh, chase briscoe and austin sidrick the only two four drivers in the xfinity race had a had a discussion over over lunch what they were going to try to do to keep themselves out front and that was all fine and dandy until they until they lost the lead. So I mean the planes went out the planes went out the door and you know Harvick starts on the on the pole next to Martin Truex. So it's not like he has another four driver there to help uh, preserve preserve the lead. So I, I think with Harvick, don't don't take your chances. Now, of course, anyone that follows you on social media, I saw you uh, tweeting away over the last twenty four hours so about Brendan at eighty six hundred. He's starting fortieth. If if Brendan isn't the the highest owned driver on DraftKings, FanDuel, or or SuperDraft, because I mean even on SuperDraft he got a ridiculous champion multiplier. Uh, I it's 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 going to baffle me. Sixty five hundred on FanDuel, that's that's way too cheap. Eighty six hundred on DraftKings, yes, that's pricing up his. His, uh, his because of his place differential, but still, even that's that's too cheap for for the driver that's starting starting dead last with an average finish of fifteen point three in these last seven seven Daytona races. Uh, he's he's a he's a must in cash, and quite frankly, you know, I, I posted some build rules in the uh, in the Osmo NASCAR Slack chat about like if you're just stepping in to your research today and you have no clue what to do. There's three basic things that you just, you have to follow. I told everybody the best thing that you can do with your ownership, if you're doing 20 max or 150 max is cap your ownership on everybody at 55% to 60% maximum. That way, if one guy wrecks out or a couple of guys wreck out, it doesn't just totally just dis destroy your night. But the exception is Brendan. He starts so far back his floor is so high that you can go overboard or even just completely 100% on him. And, you know, even if he has a bad night, he isn't going to kill you. Yeah. Looking at our projections uh, on DraftKings, we have him as the second highest owned driver on FanDuel. He would be coming at number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on FanDuel. So um, 
And for the only only a driver higher than him on DraftKings is Chase Elliott. Yeah. And that 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 was gonna be something I I was I was wondering about because a mental block that a lot of people have when it comes to these plate races is the whole idea of leaving cash on the table. And the easiest way to not do that is to pick the driver that has the that has the highest salary with place differential that is also a name that you know. So yeah. If you're looking to get away from the chalk, go lower on Chase, go lower on Gone. Uh, Stenhouse Jr. is another guy we're seeing some good ownership on. Stenhouse, he's been, you know, he, he's had his moments here at Daytona back in 2000 and, uh, yeah, 2016, I believe. He, he won Talladega in the spring, and then he came back, and then he won um, Daytona here, here in July. You know, the... The one thing that Roush still has going for them is that they are a they're, they're pretty good when it comes to setting these cars up for, for for plate races. So Ricky was always able to take it take advantage of that. And the wonder was, okay, now that he's moved on to JT Doherty, does that continue on, or was that more of what he had at Roush? And we saw him uh, finish second in that race at Talladega. So you have to believe that Ricky's good finishes at plate races was a combination of the vehicle and his talents, and quite frankly, JTG Doherty, they do a good job of putting these cars together for, for plate races. So, you know, he's got, a lot of, got, he's got a lot of place differential, and he's probably the farthest starting back driver that you could project to actually win this race. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at some other uh, drivers in this tier, uh, the highest in this tier is Eric Jones at, at 9,800 on DK, and he's starting in 20th. Yeah, Jones he's on that fringe line starting 20th where you could play him in cash, but I think he, I think you're better off kind of going down a little bit farther, farther down the, the grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jones has a win here. He has a third place finish at Daytona. He's done, he's done fairly, fairly well here. And we know that he has, you know, every reason in the world to try to do his best tonight because a win and he's in, in, in the playoffs, especially when, we still don't know just what he's going to do next season. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, some other uh, drivers in, in this tier that, uh, you know, maybe, you know, as you have done your analysis this week, is there someone that, you know, maybe you've, you've sat there and said, man, I, I really like him in this spot. And then all of a sudden you look at the ownership and you're like, whoa, was well, kind of expecting a little higher ownership. T- okay. T- tell me this, Jason, because I'm not looking at the, at the, at the ownership. Where do we have Austin Dillon sitting at right now? Austin Dillon, he is at 12%. Okay. Austin, he's got a little bit of place differential. He's run fairly well at Daytona. In this race last year, he was running up front before uh, Clint Boyer saw the rain and decided to, to, to get a little, a little wild up at the, up at the front. Um, if you're looking for a GPP play that's going to come in at, at, at lower ownership, I mean, 12% is what, what Alex has him projected at. I think Austin makes a, makes a lot of sense. And another guy to add to that fold is Eric Almarola. We all know Eric's been great at plate races throughout his career, no matter where he's, where he's raced at. And if you've looked at my, at my uh, projections, I've got Eric winning the race tonight. So that's another guy that you could add to that one-offs for, for tournaments. It's interesting that you asked me about ownership for Austin Dillon. Martin Truex Jr., who's $200 less, and then Eric Amarola, who you mentioned about $900 less, their ownerships are pretty much the same. Wow. 
Yeah, see, that that's going to be the, the, the funny thing is that I think most people that are playing tonight understand this principle of playing drivers in the in the back. But the GPP heart and a lot of people say, well, I can do four guys starting 20th or worse, and then I'll pick a couple of these guys up here and or or maybe a one at, at max. And, you know, it's probably going to leave a lot of uh, a lot of flat ownership spread across a, a lot of uh, a lot of players. Uh, now we look in uh, tier three. These are drivers in the seven K and six K range. Uh, top of this list, Alex Bowman at seventy nine hundred, and the uh, bottom of the list at six thousand. Uh, Chris Boucher. Okay, um, we've. This is majority of guys that I think that are safe for your for your lineups. Um, Bowman and Byron. I, I, I really don't know what to think about them. Byron's, you know, he's on the fringe of losing his spot to, to, to Jimmy. So, you know, Byron, Byron has every reason to, you know, to, to, to keep himself, keep himself in a clean, mm -hmm. you know, not be, not be overly aggressive, but definitely uh, have Chad Knauss in his ear telling him where, where Jimmy, where Jimmy is and what Jimmy's doing during the, uh, during the race. Uh, Boyer is another guy that you could add, for a, for a one-off play in tournaments, same thing for Jimmy because of because of his motivation. Uh, Christopher is beyond that twentieth starting line that we generally look at, but um, you know I just don't know how I feel about about Christopher Bell and quite frankly Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick, um, all all of those guys. Uh, I really like Ross Chastain. You know he's priced up. He's back in that seventy-seven car, even though he doesn't. Um, or he shouldn't have the the, the Chip Ganassi uh, backing this this week, but he's priced up primarily because of that of that place differential. And you look at his finishes here at at Daytona. You've got twenty fifth, thirtieth, tenth, and twenty and twenty first. So I mean the, the 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 floor is definitely there for for cash, and he's even got a little bit of a a little bit of a ceiling because of how how far start how far he starts back. Um, Matt DiBenedetto, same reason. He barely sits above the cutoff line for the for the playoffs, so he knows what he's got to do. And then you've got McDowell, Hunter, Wallace, Newman, all these guys that should really be in your should really be in your player pools. And probably out of those out of those four, I think my two favorite are Newman and uh, Michael McDowell. So so Tyler Reddick's no longer in the uh, the fan club anymore. Was he a one week fan club? Yeah, yeah, we're 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 kind of pushing him aside, and now this week we're going to be Ryan Newman uh, stands. I, I remember last Saturday I had someone text me go, "Boy, I guess I need to put Reddick in my lineup." I go, "Hey, you got to listen to Phil, man. You know, you got to listen to what he says here." Um, you know, in terms of like you know the value plays in this tier, you know, you mentioned about some of the guys you like, but is there a value play that you know what maybe could be you know a nice little GPP play? In this range, like the, the the cash, the two cash plays, well, yeah, the the, the cash play that's going to get everybody's attention is going to be Ty Dillon. Ty's Ty's been pretty good here, you know, just as a as a plate racer in general. But um, the, the the February race wrecked out, finished thirtieth. But before that, fourth, sixth, sixth. Uh, Ty's been pretty good at da at Daytona, starting 29th. He's got a, he's got a lot of place differential to gain. But the GPP play right here, you know, I want to really like Chris Buescher for for cash, 
but starting 17th, it's just, it's way too far, far forward from, from my taste, but Busher has been so good here at, at Daytona. And I'm hoping that him starting 17th, it's going to scare people, scare people off. Um, you look at what he's done third. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Back in February, then a 17th and a, and a 37th when he was caught up in a wreck. But before that, two fifth place finishes. He's coming into that car that Ricky Stenhouse drove to, to victory, you know, had, had all of those, uh, had all of that product productivity. And, you know, I think Busher is definitely capable of a, of a top five finish tonight. And, you know, I, I had to scale my Busher ownership back because when I initially started, I was sitting at about 60% Busher. And I thought that's way too high for, for a guy that isn't starting, you know, 20, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. There's just, you know, there's a, there's a little a little more risk there than I'm comfortable with, so I, I definitely dialed that back. But single entry, love Busher. By the way, if you're watching us right now, be sure to smash that like button right here on YouTube. That does help us out a lot. Also, if you're not subscribed to Osmo, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell as well. Of course, we've got a busy day of shows coming here on Osmo.com. We've got uh, NBA Live Before Lock there at 2.30. Uh, Eastern time. Also, we've got uh, MMA live before lock. That'll be at 4.30. And I believe MLB live before lock will be at 6 p.m. Eastern time. So you got to check out all the shows we have over here at awesomeo.com. And now as we look at uh, tier number four, the, your, I know it's your favorite tier, the uh, you know drivers that are in the four and five K, um, you know, is there is there one that you point to in this tier? The... I would say the chalk would be Corey LaJoy because Corey keeps showing up in every, nearly every optimal lineup at plate races. I mean, it doesn't matter where he, he's typically starting in the, in the twenties, of course, but it doesn't matter where he's starting, what the race is. He always finds his way into the optimal lineup because he races his way to the front. And LaJoy is another guy with a win because he's top 30 in points. He'll advance himself into the end of the playoffs. Um, Really like, really like LaJoy. You can play him in, in cash. But, you know, there, there are quite a few guys that should be in your, in your player pool in this area. Uh, talk about Ryan Priest. He's been, you know, fairly good. I think he's been better at Talladega than he's been better at Daytona. But he's shown um, a, a, fairly, a fairly good uh, floor here for, for plate races. Play Joey Gase. He starts 38th. He's only got two places to, to lose. And if I look at his uh, look at his finishes, 23rd, 27th, 25th. So, I mean, we're, we're talking about maybe a floor of a 25th to 27th place finish. But if you're going to get, you know, 12 to 13 spots out of out of Gase, then that's definitely acceptable. You can play J.J. Yaley. J.J. has raced the last two Daytona night races. And in those races, his average starting position has been around 38th. And he's finished 12th and 18th. You can play Yaley in cash. I think he's that 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 safe. Mm -hmm. Timmy Hill, same thing for him. And Brennan Poole there at 4,600. He starts 32nd, 
Um, he started 34th in the February race and finished 16th. So, I mean, all of these guys, I think, should be in your in your player pool. Don't discount them because of their name or who they drive for. It, it, or would you say these are you feel safer with taking these guys in cash as opposed to GPPs? I wouldn't base the majority of my of my my cash lineup on these guys starting thirty or thirtieth or, or or worse, but there's there's no reason why they shouldn't be in your in your in your cash lineup. I mean they they all have amazing floors and that's what you mm-hmm. need in a in a race like today. Yeah, yeah. Unless you like my buddy Pete and he'll probably take one of these drivers and they're going to wreck like in the first stage. Pete, Pete, Pete and his uh, in his NASCAR DFS luck. It's uh, it's something to behold. It's about a guarantee. I'll get a text tonight as we'll be texting during the fights and we'll go. Fighter X just wrecked lap four, and of course I had him. Yep, <laughs> it's it is just uh, absurd. Uh, I do want to get to into some questions, so start firing away those right now here on YouTube. Uh, someone asked about Brad Kozlowski, who is starting in the four spot and at ninety six hundred on DK. Perhaps I'm looking a little too much at his recent history at Daytona, but it is dreadful. I mean, it is absolutely dreadful. Average starting position of 13th, average finishing position of 30.4. He is averaging negative DraftKings points, which is a, a wonder in, in itself. But just go through these through these finishes. 36th, 39th, 12th, 36th, 32nd, 31st, 27th. It seems like whatever bad luck Keslowski could find himself in, it it, it finds its way to, towards him. And, you know... The, could could Brad jump out to the lead? Yeah, we saw him. Uh, let me go back here to the laps led page. Yeah, it would have been the summer race of 2016. He led 115 of the 160 laps. So I mean, could could Brad pull that off again? Sure, but I don't like what he's done recently. And with him starting that far forward, it it, it scares me that he could end up in negative again. I uh, got a question over from uh, the Slack Premium Slack uh, channel from GG123 says, so is this a race where leaving a, leaving a lot of salary on the table is really common? Yeah, if you are building your lineups correctly, you will have, you know, thousands of dollars left over. Like the the team that I that has the, the least amount of money left over currently sits at $2,000. And then I've got some teams that have over $10,000 oh, wow. left over left over in salary. So like I said, don't worry about salaries. Don't worry about the cap. Just be agnostic to, to them. You are worrying about where these drivers start. That's simply it. Uh, next question we got uh, from Jay Kearney. He says, which Bush guy do you, do you guys like? Oh, I guess if you're going to, if you're going to force me, it's going to be Kurt simply because, you know, he starts 13th versus Kyle that starts that, uh, that start Kurt starts 13th while, while Kyle starts, uh, 11th, you know, Kurt, this is that meme where Jan from the office is holding up the two pictures and I, I'm being asked to tell what the difference is. And here I am saying, this is the same picture. Kyle and Kurt are the same same driver tonight. I I don't I don't want to play either. Let me ask you a question about Super Draft. Brennan at one point nine times. Can you avoid it? 
No. <laughs> I just, I literally, I just, I pulled up all the, uh, the, the multipliers on Super Draft. And I was kind of scrolling down and I was looking for him based on the conversation we had a little bit earlier. I was like, man, at 1.9 times, how, how do you avoid it? No. And okay. That's a, that's a discussion. His champion multiplier is 2.85. That is, I mean, that that's what we normally give like James Davison or JJ Yaley at, at Dover la- last week. There, the only way that gone isn't your top scoring champion play is that he's going to have to, of course, wreck out or not finish in the, in the top 20. My model gave, gave Brendan a 12th place finish and that gave him 193.8 super draft points as the, as the champion. I mean, far above what everybody else is doing in, in my model. It, so, I mean, yeah, you can try to play around with, with Brandon not being your champion pick because this is Daytona, but if you're not going to play him in your champion pick, you got to slam him as a flex play. Uh, back over to Slack. Uh, Hoodmaster goes, not sure if you guys talked about McDowell or Nemechek. If not, could you get, give tell me your thoughts? Love, love McDowell. Uh, you look at McDowell's finishes here at, at Daytona. He only has, in the last seven races, he only has one finish worse than, than 15th. Starting 26th, he's got lots of, lots of place differential. He's a, he's a guy that you can, you can trust in cash. He's a guy that should be in the majority of your lineups in, in tournaments. Uh, John Hunter, as much as I want to be scared by this guy because of what he's been doing recently, you look at his, uh, finishes at plate races in February at Daytona, he finished 11th. You go over the, uh, yeah, the, he's only raced in two, of course, uh, Daytona and Talladega, but an average finish of nine and a half. So perhaps the kid knows what he's doing around these, these high bank ovals. Um, the, the, the one thing with, with him is that he starts 20, he starts 24. So there's a lot of, you know, guys behind him with more place differential, but perhaps what Nemechek's recently done is going to be sticking in people's minds because of recency bias, and you can get Nemechek at a little lower ownership. We got News Guy chiming in on Slack saying, uh, who's the must driver you have to have FanDuel single entry? Woo! Despite his... Yeah, probably despite his his salary, it's I'm gonna say it's either it's either Ricky or or gone. I mean, there there I know gone is gonna be chalky as, as heck tonight, but the 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 amount of ways that gone hits versus the amount of ways that he doesn't hit, there's just so many more uh, ways that he that he's a value tonight than he isn't. Uh, back over to YouTube. Uh, this comes from Rashad. He says, between Logano, Truex, and Almarola, who would be the best GP, GPP play between those guys? So that's uh, Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr., and uh, Almarola. Truex, you can completely X out. He has not been a good plate racer in his, in his career. You look at the – he's got a second-place finish in the summer of 2018. Everything, everything else has been definitely – definitely subpar um logano another guy that's probably better at talladega than he than he is here at at daytona but he's got a couple of uh yeah he's got some 
a couple of fourth place finishes in the sixth in the last seven races. So uh, I think I'll just go back to uh, go back to Eric Almirola. Uh, next up, um, our Stanley goes my core Elliot Chastain, Brendan and mix the other three up. Is this okay? Yeah. Like, so if you're going to go hundred percent, those three and then mix and match your, your ownership with those, with those other guys. Uh, yeah. Like I, like I talked about, gone has such an such an incredible credible floor but one worry that i do have with that is that you are making your core two of the chalkiest drivers um in the in in tonight's field so they're you're you're opening yourself up to getting duplicated a lot uh next up uh ford says mcdowell or lajoy i think Corey. i think Corey. just because we consistently see this good to great ceiling out of out of LaJoy at these types of races. Uh, next up, uh, uh, R. Stanley says, who would you play if you could only play one, Yelly, Gase, or Hill? Going back to, to JJ. Okay. Um, R. Stanley asks, are any cars going to the back? Uh, they haven't done um, inspection yet. But here's the thing to, to remember. This is Daytona. Even if your driver that you want to go hog wild on gets sent to the back, within a couple of laps, he'll be right back where he was. So if anybody if anybody fails inspection and starts at the back, don't sweat it. You know, you mentioned about, you know, look, there's nothing wrong with leaving money on the table. And JJ asked the question. He says, how much money is okay to leave on the table? You know, I, I, I haven't really played around with it just looking at, at salaries but i imagine you could you could build a lineup that is going to leave like four to five hundred uh, over and mm-hmm. you know quite frankly if you find yourself in that that position that's that's fine well you know what you're focusing on is where these drivers start and if the lineup that you build based off the place differential and finishing position potential ends up you know leaving a couple of hundred bucks left over then and so be it yeah, I mean, I think it's just naturally just in any type of DFS, we, you know, how much money you have, you're like, man, I got to spend all the way up. Is, But, you know, if you like certain players, you just take those players, you know, and you put them in there. Um, Jay Kearney says, who do you all feel is a must for DraftKings single entry? Uh, if, you're looking to, if you're looking to get a little wild, then I'm going to say I'm going to say Chris Buescher, mm-hmm. but um, if you're looking to start guys further in the back, it's probably Corey of the joy. In terms of a single entry on, on DraftKings, who who do you start? Who who do you build your lineup around? I guess that's probably like when I'm building single entries, it's all about okay, who do I want to build my my roster around? Yeah, if you're just doing the the, the a single entry stuff on on DraftKings, then I mean, this is Daytona. Anything can happen. So we're not playing Chase. We're not playing Brendan Gone. Instead, we're going to start a little further up with, you know, with uh, with Chris Busher. We're going to play one of the other, you know, punt plays instead of Gone. So we're going to play either uh, Yaley, Hill, Gase, Chastain, and you know, quite quite frankly, the 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 rest of the the guys there in the in the middle, you know, they're, they're fair game. And in fact, if you wanted to get even, you know, just a a little more, a little more wild, you could add another guy 
in the in the teens because we have seen optimal lineups where two guys starting in the in the teens mm-hmm. have you know picked up enough place differential that they became optimal because not enough guys in the back did the did the same uh you know Rashad says he's got over 1100 left over uh, Mike says and Fandle he's got over 10k in a bunch of lineups um R. Stanley says, put in order Blaney, Kyle, and Hamlin. Blaney, Hamlin, Kyle. Okay. Uh, is Hoff playable? I don't. <laughs> you broke me. You finally, you finally broke me. <laughs> Look, the reaction to me says everything. I already have this perception in my mind of what kind of driver uh, Quinn Half is, and it, I, and. I'm pretty sure that the only reason that that he's there is either because of daddy's money or sponsorships that have that have put him in that seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's raced to Daytona twice, and those finishes were 39th and 37th. I I don't think that he's he's going to give you any anything positive yeah. to 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 what he is. Of course, this is a NASCAR DFS strategy show for today's Coke Zero Sugar 400. We'll let you know about the little promo we got going over for fantasy football. Sign up today for an Osmo Plus NFL annual pass for 30% off. We'll use a promo code ROGER at checkout. This gives you access to player projections, ownership projections, and all the premium content we've got for NFL DFS. Also, it, we will give you the season-long fantasy football best ball draft kit for free. When you make this purchase, this offer is available to, through August the 31st. It gives you 365 days worth of Osmo Plus NFL and the draft kit, a $280 value for only $175. Sign up by clicking the Osmo Plus tab on the Osmo.com homepage. So definitely want to take advantage of that. Uh, Ford says, how do you feel about Ty Dillon today? Love Ty. Great. Uh, cash or or GPP play guy that should be in a, a lot of your your lineups. Um, someone mentioned about Quinn says he's the one guy if you gave him the full horsepower that couldn't keep up with the other restrictor plate cars. Yeah, and since since we're we're talking about a driver back here in this area that I wouldn't play, I'm going to add James Davison to this to this mm-hmm. list. Um, Davison starts 39th, so I mean. He's only got one spot to, to lose. But the thing that scares me about Davison is that this is going to be his first ever kind of race like this on a on a super speedway. Yeah, he, he did the, the, Daytona, the Daytona road course, but don't even try to compare the road course to, yeah. to, the, to this race. Uh, I just worry about what he's going to do, being that he had no, he's had no practice. And when he tried to race Talladega, NASCAR said, no uh, – Come back next week. That way you don't kill yourself this week. You know, I, I, I worry about just what he – could he pick up a couple of positions just by place differential? Sure. But I think, you know, at, at max you're probably getting maybe four to five spots, and at worst you're getting dead last. Uh, Stanley asks, he says, what car make does the best at Daytona? These plate races, it has been, it has been Ford. Ford continues to show that – they you know that they that they produce the best cars for the for these tracks and that brings us to uh to, to something else 
normally we throw out the whole idea of stacking when it comes to NASCAR DFS, but this is a race tonight where you could conceivably put together stacks, not just teammates, mm -hmm. but also manufacturers. So if you know your cars well well enough, you could conceivably look at these start at, at this starting uh, starting grid and say, okay, well I can put together six Fords or six Chevys, uh, you know, kind of on the extreme end because of where they start. But I could put together a bunch of a uh, bunch of Toyotas, uh, and then you've also got that the team the the teams themselves and their alliances. Like Hendrick has an alliance with with uh, Chip Ganassi. Stuart Haas has its alliance with the 32 at, at, at Go Fast. You've got uh, JGR with their alliance with the with the 95. You know, we we know that these manufacturers and these teams will work together to get up to the front and uh, and compete for the for the win. So you know, definitely take advantage of that. Uh, next up, uh, uh, Rashad says eighty six hundred and below. Who should I go with for the twenty max entry DK? Do I go low to the seven K or six K range? I, the, the majority of my of my highlighted plays are in that 6k range so yeah i mean just don't even worry about you know what what the what the cost what the cost is what's going to leave you with just go down to that go down to that low 7 6k range and you'll find a, a bunch of guys that are viable uh you know we got another question in relation to salary left over is having 2000 left on, on dk okay we've kind of talked about this but i tell you uh, for the past couple weeks we've been doing shows i can't recall us getting so many comments in relation to so much salary being left over well yeah i mean you you talked about this it it bends your mind to to, to play this to play this game because you're always trying to maximize your salary cap regardless of what you're of what you're playing um, let me go over these optimal lineups for the for the the summer Daytona races going back to 2016. Okay. Thirty-eight thousand eight hundred for 2016. That was the total salary cap used. Then you go to 2017. Thirty-six thousand seven hundred of the of the total salary cap was used. You go to 2018. Forty-one thousand one hundred of the total salary cap was used. And in last year's race. 33,100. Wow. I mean, we are talking about massive amounts of salary cap that are, that are left over. So, I mean, you, you achieve those kinds of lineups by having four or even five guys that are starting, you know, in the, in the thirties because, and you know, those definitely work out because of, because of attrition. And if I'm re remembering correctly, these night Daytona races tend to, tend to have more wrecks than mm -hmm. than the than the 500s than, themselves so i mean not that you're intentionally going to try to build a lineup that has 20,000 to 15,000 left over but it's amazing to see that year after year the, the the optimal lineup isn't anywhere close to using all of the the total available cap yeah i'm just uh looking at some ownership figures uh right now just looking on fanduel um you know, I know we talked a little bit about Ross Chastain a little bit. Uh, Ryan Pierce we talked about. Um, just kind of look at, at some of these drivers who maybe we haven't really discussed. Um, Bubba Wallace is someone we really haven't discussed. He's priced at 7000 We just got him under 10% ownership. Yeah, Bubba, another guy that with a win can make his way into the uh, into the playoffs. Bubba, you know, he – 
his finishes here at Daytona, 15-15-38. He got way too aggressive, way too early in that race. 14th, 2nd, and 15th. So you take out that that wreck in the uh, the Daytona 500 of 2019, he's about a 14th to 15th place uh, driver. His average running position over those over those races is, is 16. So, you know, Bubba doesn't get crazy. Bubba kind of hangs around. You're probably getting a finish in the high teens out of Bubba tonight. I like that. Uh, next up, uh, Charles says, what's the best pivot from Ricky Stenhouse on FanDuel? Okay, if we're just talking salary, God, you have to, I mean, you have to go all the way down to the, to the sevens to, to find to find a guy that that I that I like but if you're talking about in his starting in his starting position then I don't think you're going you're going up the grid to you know McDowell priest Ty Dillon I think you're going down the grid and you're looking at those guys like Gase Gailey Hill or Poole. uh next up uh, Mike says is Denny Hamlin getting too much ownership based on name recognition and Daytona being so unique? Yeah, and I, I think so because every, everybody remembers these these wins because he won in February, he won the year before that in February, a third place finish in February of 2018. Then he finished seventh. Then he uh, 2018 that was. Then he finished 17 in 2017 in the Daytona 500. But then the year before that he he won. So we remember all of these wins, but what we don't forget is, like I highlighted, what he's done in these in these summer races, and the finishes aren't that aren't that great. Uh, you know, it's in terms of uh, Ricky Stenhouse on Fanduel. I want to say, as I recall, he was the highest owned. Yeah, highest owned, forty six percent. Yeah, he, and he's the highest priced driver on on Fanduel. I mean, Fanduel finally decided, hey, let's price up people for. For place differential like draftings. No. Uh, mention this question from uh, Slack in relation to tomorrow's race. Uh, he says, when thinking about tomorrow's race, do we have the same theory for setting lineups, guys in the back with place differential over guys in the front? Tomorrow's race as in the as in the truck race? I'm guessing that's what he means, yeah. Uh, the trucks are racing at a half-mile flat oval in St. Louis, so no. Okay, <laughs> that is uh, good to know there. Uh, before we get out of here, any uh, last things to, uh, you want to mention to, uh, to everybody that's been watching about, uh, you know, in terms of your, your thoughts leading into this one? You guys want Millie Maker tickets, right? This is your – and DraftKings is running a $2 entry tournament, 150 max, for their, for their live final. So if you're looking to get some Millie Maker tickets, looking to you know, I mean, by God's grace, win your way into uh, into the into the life life final, this is your this is your best chance. If you're just the the regular NASCAR DFS player who reads some articles, watches the video, builds twenty lineups, and is looking to you know make some profit profitability, if you're looking to get those you know those extra things going into the the week one NFL season or even into a live final. This is your best week to do it. I mean, so don't be afraid to to you know throw some entries into those those ten cent, twenty five cent, one dollar, or even the uh, the two dollar uh, uh, life line. Great great week to uh, to do that. And of course, if you want to follow uh, everyone, to follow Phil on Twitter, where uh, Phil, give them that uh, that Twitter handle if they got any questions for you. Look me up. Follow me at Race Sheets on Twitter. 
Of course, I am at Jason underscore Floyd. Of course, coming up here uh, today here on Awesome O, we've got uh, NBA Live Before Lock, MMA Live Before Lock, and we also have a MLB Live Before Lock. So that is going to wrap it up for this edition of the NASCAR DFS Strategy Show. Good show, sir.